0: Alright, alright, alright. Welcome in to the Plank Show. On a uh, it's a little earlier than I'm used to, just from a, like what it says on the clock. It's seven AM here. Uh but I uh I, I I'm not gonna lie. I'm beyond juiced. I'm fired up, I'm pumped, let's go. It's softball season and it starts today. Starts tonight, I guess I should say. little little later in the central time zone, right, with the uh, 6 o'clock first pitch is one thing, but 9 o'clock tonight, 9 o'clock. But I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I I, I woke up. I was just talking to TJ about it. um, After the the through-the-night trip to uh, home from Waco on Tuesday after the Sooner women's basketball team got that dub, I – I was dead. I was done. I was out. I, I I literally, as I was telling Toby, we got on the plane, and I crashed, and I never sleep on planes. Never. And I was out. Um, woke up in time to watch a little bit of some movie called Hail Caesar, which I think might have been the worst movie I've ever watched in my life. But for some reason, I couldn't steer or turn away from it. Uh, and then when we got here last night the team went and did a workout i started getting all my notes put together to make sure that i've got my eyes dotted and my t's crossed and and i crashed ridiculously early and when you when you look at the clock pacific time i'm like my gosh i'm in third grade again but when i thought of it from a central time zone perspective i'm like eh, you know 10:30 is not too bad <laughs> so i uh i literally woke up at about 4 a.m. to the news of kevin durant being traded and you know these are the types of things that it, when you make a Kyrie Irving move knowing that Katie had asked for a trade this off season, you know in my mind I was like ah it may, maybe he ends up somewhere but I just I don't know who's going to still be in the mix or who's still going to be out there trying to, to 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 make a move to bring him in it's just there's a a lot of questions right? when you see a a star like Kyrie Irving getting traded. You wonder about those left behind, especially whenever there wasn't really any major tie that Durant had to, 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 to Brooklyn, right? It's not like he had grown up in New York. He's a DC guy. It's not like he started his career there. He was an OKC guy. It does it wouldn't make a lot of sense for him to be like, no, no, this is my team. This is my city. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here to win it for Brooklyn. And, I'm not going to lie, I thought I thought he was going to stay the rest of the year and then maybe get traded in the offseason, but I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of shocked here this morning. You know, you talk about trade deadlines, and the uh, the NFL trade deadline is, is normally a dud. The Major League Baseball trade deadline can usually bring some juice. I mean, uh, TJ and I have seen our teams do both, sell off assets and trade for him. Josh, same way. But as I wake up on this softball opening day, softball opening night, uh, I'm not going to lie, guys. I cannot believe that Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun as we wake up this morning and back in the West. Uh, I'm watching Brian Windhorse right now cook on on Get Up. I'm I'm trying to make sense of whether or not uh, Brooklyn won in this deal. So or a Phoenix one, I'm trying to make sense of just how things went so wrong in Brooklyn. I mean, you think about it, Josh Helmer, of James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, along with Ben Simmons, and even Seth Curry. I mean, there's a starting five that hypothetically you think should be good enough to put you in championship contention. Harden's a sixer. Irving... Uh, he gets dealt. He's, cl- uh, wait, hold on. Why am I just blanking? Why am I spacing on where Kyrie Irving went off the top of my head, Josh? Line, Dallas. Kyrie Irving's a Maverick. Uh, Kevin Durant's a Phoenix Sun. You know, the only guy left is Ben Simmons <laughs> in that. So we're building around Ben Simmons in Brooklyn. I mean, I, I, again, we're not a big NBA show, right? Unless the we were a bandwagon NBA show. I'll just tell you, when the Thunder are good and when they're rolling and when they win games, we are bandwagoning like crazy. And I'll make the shirts. I'll print the shirts if necessary. But a story like this kind of demands your attention right now. What would you make, Josh, when you saw the Durant news last night?
1: Well, it's gigantic. It's uh, Nothing will top that during this trade deadline. It uh, takes a Phoenix team that is 8.5 out of first in the West and 4 out of second. In the West, and all of a sudden, it's not crazy to think that they could gun down Memphis for second in the West. But larger than that, obviously, you got to the NBA Finals, not too awfully far removed to go, and could not get over the top. So Kevin Durant to pair with with Booker and Paul and and Aiton, who you know you think back to, he, he wanted out, and all of a sudden now that's a pretty talented, tasty little. Group of four, right there, that absolutely should, uh, you know, probably is the favorite in the West now. You know what's funny
0: is we were uh, we were fighting about this on Sunday night. I was like, I don't, I don't think Kevin Durant gets traded, and and Arnie was trying to say he was going to get traded to the Knicks, and we were having a pretty good little back and forth about it because we're not a big NBA show either. But I was I was pretty strong in my belief that I didn't think Durant would get dealt. At least now. But the question I have coming away, what changed today that wasn't there during the offseason? Maybe uh, a Joe Sy, the governor of the Nets, and his belief that maybe they could make a run, Josh. Was it, I don't know, did (laughs) did Phoenix throw in another first-round pick? I mean, I I think that's, by NBA rules, like the maximum first-round picks you could give up in a trade. But I, I guess for me, as I'm watching all of this play out this morning what 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 could be what could be different what could be different for what the nets wanted in a trade package to what they got what could be different in what from the offseason to today is it just as simple as saying hey they realized when they got rid of Kyrie that Kevin Durant wasn't going to be happy so uh let's just implode this thing this big this big 3 from the moment they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks in 2021 was pretty much doomed. So let's just kind of start over. I mean, is that, that, does this all tie into not being able to keep Kyrie happy with Durant? You think
1: it has to be, has to be, it just, you know, be, you know, whether it be the vaccination status and the stance that the organization had on that with Kyrie Irving to, uh, to obviously his most recent issues uh, in the public arena, to Kevin Durant having demanded one trade and then trying to work it back. And Steve Nash clearly didn't work out as the head coach. I mean, there's a lot of things that just flat out didn't work for the Brooklyn Nets with, with all of this toss James Harden into that mix as well. Right. It, 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 it all did not work. And so, you know, injuries, injuries, obviously uh, didn't help uh, either throughout a, a playoff push. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, it probably just boils back to the fact that all of those things led to a point to where when they had the discussion again with Kevin Durant, okay, wh- where are you at with all of this? He said, please, will you please, please get me out of here? And finally, uh, obviously, they acquiesced those requests.
0: There, there is a part of me that can't can't help but also be a little sad. And, and listen, we're going to move on to the OU game from last night. Um I've got tons on softball, right? I'm here with him. Coach met with the media the other day. Uh, we'll go through a lot of a lot of that. And uh, they had a practice, they had a workout here last night. They're, uh, Kinsey's not here. She posted on Instagram and kind of laid out the whole reason why it's not a. I mean, well, it's a it's a health thing, but it's not a bad thing. Uh, it's something that a majority of us have dealt with in our lives. So we'll we'll get to that coming up a little bit later on in the show. And uh, it, I mean, just college basketball to me was crazy last night. But uh, allow me a moment, even as somebody who had an NBA team before the Thunder came here, and I I cheer for the Thunder. I want the Thunder to do well. It's good for us when the Thunder do well, right? It's it's good for everybody in the market when the Thunder do well. But I'm a Lakers fan. I, I haven't been able to get rid of that, but I've tried. I've tried. Oh, trust me, I've tried. Um, I'm still kind of sad. I don't even know if it's sad or – You know, maybe, maybe disappointed. TJ was talking about this when right before we jumped on, maybe even a little curious, maybe even a little, I don't know, not ha ha told you so or anything like that, because that's not the case. I mean, Katie's won a couple of rings and, you know, Russ has had some success, but there's still a part of me that, you know, I think about the what ifs with Oklahoma City. And Katie making that decision to go to Golden State, and then OKC going all in on Russ and getting Paul George, and it just not, and it just not working. But I don't know. I I feel some sort of way, Josh, about the fact that Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook both got traded on the same day, and that for Russ, it was for, you know, maybe. maybe I don't want to say scraps. D'Angelo Russell is a heck of a player, and Mike Conley Jr. was involved in it. But there's just this, you know, I, I didn't want Kevin Durant to be a guy that was on, you know, now going to his fourth team. I thought that, you know, when he was here and then maybe when he went to Golden State, it's like, all right, if he's going to do that, just two teams. I never thought Russ would be a guy that once he left and they made the deal for Houston that he would be on his, uh, what, fifth team by today it's it's the NBA I get it maybe I'm living in this la-la land of uh Cal Ripken and you play with one team and Kobe Bryant and I know it's not reality trust me I know it's not reality Peyton Manning finished his career with someone else so did Joe Montana so did um so is Derek Carr all the greats but in the end Josh I mean I, I don't know I just I'm feeling some sort of way as far as the thunders are thunder are concerned with this, and I don't know what it is.
1: Well, what you should feel I is should. what you should feel is that was a long time ago, and <laughs> and uh, you know this this is an interesting situation now in Phoenix and Oklahoma City's on the the come They're up. They're on here. the up. They're so, on the come. You're right. So we'll we'll see. You know, obviously, what happens the rest of the way for OKC and if there's another lottery pick involved, are they going to be a play in? playing tournament team, but you know, I mean it is interesting and at some point when the complete chapters are written on both Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant and James Harden, you know to some degree as well then uh, there's going to be some (laughs) what-ifs there just are with Oklahoma City, but man, that's so long ago now that it, you know doesn't have a ton of effect on OKC And Maybe I should rephrase that
0: No effect on OKC None whatsoever. You're absolutely a bazillion percent right. The point I'm making is, you know, I know, I know. In this market, I know in, in, in we have a handful of sports radio stations, and there are some people that every time Kevin Durant does anything, it's their whole three-hour show, and they want to call him a cupcake, or they want to scream and yell and say how soft he is, or what. And that's fine. And for some of you on social media, that's your life. That and, and that's fine. You do you, boo. But for me, I just – they didn't follow the script that I had for them, I guess is the best way to put it, Josh. My my script with Kevin Durant was one one franchise, mm-hmm. be the king, and roll, right? And then when it went to a second, I was like, okay, well and, – and, and my script doesn't matter. But just in my mind, that I, I kind of see two guys that were a cornerstone of a franchise that – I could never have imagined that it would end up like this, but yet here
1: we are. F- for sure, especially after okay. 2012, you make it to the NBA Finals, and in, in that moment, playing, I'm leaving the arena, and people, that night, they haven't won a ring yet. People that night, right. heading to the bars to celebrate, talking about, oh, here we go, it's a dynasty, haven't won a ring yet. But that night, it didn't feel that crazy to say something like right. that, like that this team was about to be on the cusp of those types of things, and yet... Obviously, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, both, like you said, they've been a lot of places that aren't named Oklahoma City anymore. Even Harden. Harden, yeah, absolutely. Serge Ibaka has, has been in multiple places. So it's just the nature, especially for stars anymore in the NBA, that as soon as one thing doesn't go the way that they like, they're requesting out, and guess what? They're getting dealt.
0: Okay, I, I, I know. you. It's that point now where maybe we've reached max basketball but two funny texts on this, real quick, from five eight zero Nate. I reckon Brooklyn should probably focus on Anadarko Film for the finishing <laughs> stretch. Yes, they say they say style makes fights. Uh, and then from the four zero five, superstar teams don't work. Lakers, Nets, just like nil teams don't work. A and M. Well, I mean, in fairness, Golden State did win two rings. LBJ, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade won a what? Won two rings. You know, I, maybe one. Maybe you still get your title in some of the the Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. They they won a ring, so I mean, I I get what you're saying, but they're not always guaranteed success. All right, let's cleanse the palate here, Josh. Let's talk about last night. Let's talk about what about last night in Waco? Uh, two names that maybe hadn't been as featured. One specifically that broke out a bit and had a lot of fans asking one simple question. Why? Wow. Why? Wow. And at 10 a.m. this morning, everything you need to know about Oklahoma Sooners softball as they get set to open the season coming up this evening at 6 p.m. Central Time. 6 p.m. Central Time against Liberty. It's a plank show on the road in L.A. on the ref. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand what the question is here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, Josh. Someone off the 405 said, "Did you just compare Derek Carr to Eli Manning and Joe Montana?" Yeah, That's obviously. I don't see a problem here. Obviously. Uh, and then I'll just answer this <laughs> for the 405. Because I, for the rest of the show, I'm sure we'll get a handful of these as people kind of swing in and swing out. I understand some of you can't be here for all three hours of the program. Some of you can't 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 pull your seat up kick your feet up, and listen all three hours of the show. Now, I would say if there's an issue with your job and your boss isn't letting you, I'd quit that job. But that's just me. I'd go find something else to do. But anyway, we're going to get this question a lot today. Is Hanson still injured? I'm really pulling for her to have a big year. Uh, She just couldn't stay healthy enough last year but came through in some big moments. Um, Yeah. Yeah, she, I mean, literally – Literally, we just talked to her last Thursday on the uh, softball preview that we did for um, uh, uh, from Rudy's, and she was great. She's in great health, but let me see. What did she put? I mean, I, I don't know what all she put on her Instagram feed, but I know that she had let people know she wasn't going to be here. And let me see, make sure. I don't know if she still kept it up or not. She may have taken it down. And, and it, it's it's not anything related to her to her knee or anything of, of previous injuries. It's not an injury. It's a it's something that a lot of us would have to deal with as far as a minor procedure is concerned. How's that? Many of you have had this before, and if she put it out there and it's been out there, then I'll leave it to her. But for for me personally. Uh, I've never had it. Um I had a – my my dad had it happen to him whenever I was a real little kid, and I didn't know what it was. But it's – she's fine. She'll be – I was texting with her last night when I found out she wasn't on the trip. So don't worry. She'll be back. But you know what? In a position that's as deep as catcher, that's good news for the Sooners. So you might see Haley Lee in the starting lineup tonight, maybe see some Jocelyn Erickson back there. Um I've heard great things about Sophia Nugent. So, yeah, it's – um. It's good. It, 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 it's bad that she's not here, but she's going to be fine. Is that, is that code enough for everyone to kind of put their hands in the middle and go, one, two, three, break, and we move on?
1: <laughs> Probably not, but, yeah, that's good news.
0: <laughs> I'm trying here, people. I don't want to get in trouble. Welcome into the Plank Show. It is a Thursday edition. We are live from L.A. where tonight the Oklahoma Sooners will start their quest to go back to back to back. And they square off against Duke and Liberty here this evening. But, Josh, before we before we talk some softball, before we, we go uh, more in-depth in the Kevin Durant trade, Kevin Durant, if you just woke up this morning, has been traded to Phoenix. Russell Westbrook was part of a three-team deal that's going to send him to Utah. Didn't he nearly brawl with a Utah fan not too long ago? Did I, did I dream that?
1: And welcome on home.
0: Wow. Um, But last night, a a tough one for the Oklahoma Sooners. Mints team loses on the road to the Baylor Bears. And I I will say something that's not going to make a lot of sense, but welcome to the Plank Show. That's pretty much us 24-7. Is it weird to come away from a loss and feel okay, maybe a little bit frustrated, maybe a little bit confused, but not be as angry as you've typically been? Because, let me explain, I think 99.9% of us came away wondering, A, what it takes so long to get Otega Owe in the starting lineup, because he was a difference maker last night, 10 points and 6 boards, but everything, and I do mean everything, Josh, centers around Joe Bamison and his use last night, that's everything you felt like Oklahoma had been lacking, Right? Um, an athletic dude. Whenever I hear people on this show and, and I see people on Twitter, it's like, well, they're just going to have to start over. Re- wipe the whole roster. You got to go out and get, you know, 15 new guys. They have no athletes, no athletic ability. Everyone's dribbling. Joe Bamasiel went out there, even if you were the most negative fan of the planet, Josh, and he looked like someone that can give you a little athletic pop. I thought he looked great. And I feel like for everyone, it wasn't just a, yeah, i glad I get to see Bamaseel play. It was, well, where the hell has this been? What took you so long to finally give this guy an opportunity from last night? You still lost the game. You're still mad about it. But it's, it's hard not to think that this guy could have helped him out at some point.
1: No doubt. Goes out and in 18 minutes scores a cool 10, grabs seven boards, dishes out a couple of assists, had a block. So I don't have a good answer for why he wouldn't have been playing outside of just hadn't impressed the coaching staff throughout practices or, you know, didn't look as good as other players. At some point, you almost feel like if if things just overall aren't going great to begin with, I mean, why, why not throw him out there to see see him get a couple of minutes to just see what happens? And maybe that's just where we finally arrived last night in Waco. And I don't know why it took so long.
0: It was You know, I I wonder, I just I know Toby and and Coach talked about it a little bit in the postgame and we'll play it. Go back to our conversation. It's a great conversation that we've had on this show quite a bit. And I feel like it's very layered. And we talked about it with KJ Kindler. Players that might not practice as well as you want them to. And and again, I'm, I'm gonna be very clear. Not that they're lazy or they don't put forth the effort, but they're either kind of struggling with some things or maybe not. You know, Roy Finch was a great – Roy Finch is the one I always go back to. Every Why should Roy Finch play? Where's Roy Finch? And Cale Gundy was firm. What do you say? He's like, you know, you gotta, there's a lot of things more than just being a guy that can run the football to be in a running back. And that's not a knock on Roy. It's not a knock on Cale. It was just that's one of the all-time greats of people always wondering why isn't he out there more? What's going on? And you can't help but wonder, was he practicing in a way that gave his coach confidence to put him out there consistently? And you know, we were talking about it with with KJ on Tuesday. What'd she say? She's like, "Listen, I do believe in gamers, people that might not practice well, and they can go out when the lights are on and, they, and it clicks and they hit it." But you, I mean, I might not ever find that out because you've got to gain my confidence in practice in order to go out there and get that opportunity. Jeff Levy was asked about. I don't. Do you remember who it was about, who, who people had kind of wondered why they weren't getting the ball, and so they were asking Levy about – maybe it was major, maybe, maybe a couple of, uh, of the running backs, I don't know. But it's just it was why – do you believe in someone that doesn't necessarily practice well, but when it comes time to play, they can turn it on? And Jeff Levy's like, nope, I don't believe in that. And it's just – you're like, okay. And and I don't know, Josh, that's the only thing I can come up with Bama Either that or you reach this point when – when you're Porter Mosey, you're like, let's get him out there. I mean, let's let's see what, what's the worst that can happen. We got beat by 30 the other night. I mean, I there's so many different factors that go into it. I can't help but wonder if maybe that was one of them.
1: I, I think that was on the heels of a Red River shootout that was less than kind to Oklahoma. So I think it was maybe – Quarterback just, play. Yeah, you're conversation right. about the quarterback you're play. Right. And did one of these, you know, these other younger guys, could they – you know, Nick Evers, maybe he's not practicing great. Do you ever consider just tossing him out there just to see what it looks like? But coaches in general, Plank, we learned from Coach Levy and Coach Kindler earlier this week, they're not comfortable unless they've seen you deliver the goods in practice. Yeah, it's tough to have any level of of legitimate confidence that you're going to go out there and perform. And, and look, that part makes sense.
0: Hmm. After the game last night – Porter Moser in his opening
2: statement. Guys played so hard, you know, coming back. The the grit, a lot of the standards we talked about pregame with Toby, I thought these guys uh, came out. um, I thought they played with an energy. You know, I think some of our young guys, Otega, you know, had 10 and 6. Milos had 11. um, You know, Joe got got in there and had 10 and 7. We just had an energy uh, to ourselves. Um, Really hard to stop Baylor when they're making shots like that. They put you in so many positions. You know, it's either – you know George Cryer, Flagler, and then all of a sudden you get Langston Love coming off the bench, getting 19. Um, there are those four guards, and then they rim roll their bigs, and then you get Chachua back, who can knock down threes. So when he's when he's knocking down threes, he really puts a little pressure on you um, with that. So um, I thought I thought we did. A, I mean, fought. we're in it to win it, and uh, you know, um, so it's a, it's a it's a it's a really tough loss because these guys, um, but we. Um, we we just got to go back. and We got Kansas on Saturday, and we got to keep fighting. Because uh, I'm telling you, the guys' spirit—they were in there in the locker room right now. I mean, they, they, they played really really hard. Um, and uh, but we got We got to find a way. You know, we had to, we made some young mistakes in the last four minutes possession-wise. You know, Tega made a tough pass, and then we, then he tried. Then he kind of fell on a weave. Um, Grant came out of a timeout and he just kind of threw it out of bounds, and um, and then Lowe's got caused. We had like four plays from some young guys um that that that, you know that we were we were really efficient i thought all game and there was four tough plays that were not efficient and that one coming out of the timeout we just dribbled it up and just threw it out of bounds and that was that was a tough play
0: that was not just a tough play that led to something being thrown in the uh plank hotel room here here at the hilton in los angeles i'm not gonna lie or no i'm sorry irvine i i literally i'm sitting and i've got a a a water bottle in my hand while I'm watching this, and I I launched it. I was like, what? I don't do that very often. I was invested last night, man. I don't get these opportunities to just sit and watch a game without a kid begging me to change the channel halfway through it or asking if they can have my phone. So I was in heaven last night. By the way, you know what else I was in heaven with last night, Josh? Sidebar, I watched the season premiere of South Park, and I watched the new Beavis and Butthead, and I was – it was like I was 12 years old once again, but we'll talk about that later. See, therein, therein lies, in, in, in even Porter's post-game comments, Josh, before we grab a break, therein lies one of the coach's greatest fears. You had some young guys that came in and played well, uh, and, and Milo Suzan, obviously, as this season has progressed, has earned a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more of the coaching staff's trust every single day and every single game. But even in those big moments, what was it? Inexperience, you know freshman young player inexperienced mistakes that were made and and it doesn't as he said it doesn't help too much whenever you're dealing with Kevonte George who suddenly just lights out uh Flagler who's really adapted so well to that point guard position for the uh, for the Baylor Bears it's just it's it's tough because you felt like you played well enough at times to win a big game on the road i mean They were in this thing all night long, and I know that sounds homeristic, maybe even a little bit pandering, but in the end, Josh, I don't think we can say that about the last few nights and the last few games for the Sooners.
1: No, I mean, you got routed up in Morgantown and basically got handled and probably you could even use the word routed versus Oklahoma State in Bedlam inside the LNC right before that. So this, if nothing else, is some layer – some form of a positive sign going forward for this uh, this Kansas two step. Now,
0: here's here's my question for the last uh, for the next segment. Here's my question for the next segment. Very simple one. We won't dwell on this. I'm just I'm curious to see where fans where fans fall. If you guys want to jump on the phones with it, you can on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line four zero five three two nine nine thousand. If you uh, If you would rather Air Comfort Solutions, text us up, which is how I communicate with everybody now, 405-651-3439. Sooners have lost six of seven, and somehow in the middle of two three-game losing streaks is a 24-point win over the number two team in the country. In your mind, does a performance like that, does it inspire a little bit of hope down the stretch because of how well they played and seeing some of the young guys or does it magnify the frustration because of seeing a guy like Bamasil, who many of us had been just yelling and screaming for, does it magnify that frustration because he goes out and plays as well as he does? We'll dive into it next. Uh, a big breaking sports news morning here on The Ref. I'm in, I'm in Irvine with the OU softball team tonight. They open up its season against Duke and Liberty. We'll talk about it in depth at 10 a.m. this morning uh Kevin Durant has been traded to the Phoenix Suns what every time I count I feel like there's another first round pick that's added to this uh Phoenix didn't have to give up any of its superstars which is amazing to me so you traded Kyrie Irving James Harden Kevin Durant and you didn't get back a superstar come on so we'll we'll dive into a little bit of that and I don't expect the Thunder to be involved in the trade deadline but you never know and I mean We've got the Super Bowl that's coming up on Sunday. How about that? We'll get into it next right here on The Ref.
1: This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Stop looking and start booking your game day hotel at NCED
0: Conference Center. Um, Here's uh, here's just a couple of responses off the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Terry at Edmund Mr. Uh, <laughs> Terry, I like you, or, or, ma'am, I don't know. Terry's, you know, it can be neutral, but I'm gonna assume, sir. I, uh, I like Terry. He's, he reminds me a lot of me. His first text: No hope at all for this basketball season. <laughs> um, it's good for the nine one eight. Oa and Bam gave the Bears fits. Those two are much quicker than any bear. A very aggressive duo. See what happens when two good players haven't gotten any time and they try to win for you? They play reckless and aggressively and score. Bam and o almighty. Go figure. Uh, and then one more from Brant B in Newcastle. But that, why did I say Newcastle like that? Newcastle. Um, Plank, I know Porter can turn this team around. They are young. Who do we lose next season? Like, who's graduating? Not asking you to predict the transfer portal. Well, the Groves are gone after this year. Or the uh, Tanner's gone after this year? And I, th- I, th- I think as far as eligibility is concerned, if I remember hearing hearing Toby talk about, it, I'm double checking right now before I, you guys have to text about it. But I, I truly think, I think Tanner Groves is the only true redshirt fifth year guy. Or grad train, whatever the term you want to use. Uh, I have pulled up every single roster in trying to look for this except for basketball. I've pulled up women's basketball. I just had the baseball roster pulled up Um, because Jalen Hill's a senior, but I don't think he's a fifth year. Uh, So, yeah, I think that's it, Josh. I think as far as the roster is concerned, the only player who is officially done would be Tanner Groves. Maybe Jacob... Maybe Jalen, but I I think that they would have another year if they wanted it. Does that sound right to you?
1: That sounds right. Yeah, I think
0: I think, I think. the uh, usually sometimes they'll have like a fifth year thing on there, but I don't see it. All right, let's get um, let's get Brian in here off the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. What's going on, Brian? How are you?
3: Hey, Chris, happy opening uh, day. Um,
0: happy opening day. Yeah. About, by the way, I, just to follow up on that, I got confirmation real quick, Brian. Tanner uh-huh. is the only one that will run out of eligibility after this year. Everyone else could return. Thank you, Kevin Henry.
3: Yeah, that's what I understood as well. I want to talk softball, but to answer your question real quick, no, I don't think it makes a huge impact. They're two clue guys, and they will help that team because of their athleticism. But they're right. not exactly guys that could hit six out of eight for three-point landing on any given game either. And that's what the Steve more than anything. Multiple um, guys. That would, would, so, Anyhow, um, um, also to Kizzy, get well. Get well soon. We need you. If Oklahoma's to be who they want to be this year, got to have Kizzy in. And she'll be back soon. I had that same procedure when I was nine. Oh, it's good to go in a couple of days, but then again, I wasn't asked to do what she is. So, I don't, <laughs> you know, so, but uh, my, my the crux of this call really is, it's just for at giggles. Go. Uh, here's my opinion on what the Sooners do. Now they can go a lot of different ways with it, but I think it's going to regard two positions, DP and catcher, obviously four players, great screen, Jocelyn Erickson, Quincy Lilio. And Sophia Nugent, and my question is, which other than Hanson is the best defensive catcher they've got left, and handles the staff best? I think that's very important, regardless of that. I think they, I think they roll her out and put her at catcher, and if that's Haley Lee, fine. Then they they got to scramble. They're gonna uh, be it's gonna be DP by committee. I think. Um, what's your thoughts?
0: Um, I, I, I can't wait to find out. I will say this. If I were a betting man, I would put my money on Haley Lee being the starting catcher for the opening yeah. game tonight.
3: Senior, um, yeah.
0: But it wouldn't surprise me then if Sophia Nugent catches the nightcap. <laughs> this, the, he, he, you ask about controlling the, 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 the pitching staff. And so we sat last week with Jen Rocha at the, um, at the huddle show and you could just sense this really good chemistry between her and and Kinsey, right? When we were talking about the pitchers, they went, you know, they were they were giving us a, a strength and a not necessarily a weakness, but just things that they've done better. So to me, this was going to be a season where Kinsey Hanson was going to catch a, a lot. But yeah. I would say I don't know if you'll see Jocelyn Erickson behind the plate this weekend. I I, th- I think you might see Sophia Nugent catch before her. Uh, but if if it were if it were Chris Plank, the betting man, I would say Lee probably won because of her ex- experience in Nugent, maybe two.
3: Yeah, and I think you see Erickson in at some point, uh, particularly if Duke or whoever else throws a lefty pitcher. Um, and, you know, I think I think that's, that's a possibility. Uh, and we'll get to see some of these youngsters, um, see what kind of progress they've made, particularly Lillian. I agree. I've heard good things. I agree. Lastly, real quick. Um, I I asked you about that Starkville tournament weeks ago. Well, uh-huh. me and a good buddy of mine are coming from Memphis. We're coming down, and I actually my sister may be coming and her husband from Atlanta, and so we're planning on being there. And I hope to get to see you. You know, uh, our, oh, and easy stuff. Good, 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 good. So yeah. uh, I might bring try to bring you a little protein care package here to get you through there. Oh, so, um, uh, I
0: love it, man. That would make my day.
3: Cool deal. Look forward to it. Thanks, Chris.
0: Thanks, Brian. I'll see you soon then. How far away are we from that? We're a ways away. Because I could use some food right now. Could it happen now? Um, Okay, let me give you – because I have been the conductor of the Quincy Lilio bandwagon. If there has been someone who watched a few practices and even seen her play in fall ball, I've been on that trip, uh, I don't think she's going to play this weekend so you're welcome but in time I think she will in time I think she will she's got a boot on so we'll see how that plays out but I don't know you know I who knows maybe it's just precautionary thing and she'll be ready to go but yeah I think if you were looking I don't know if I've ever seen catching depth like this right where you can go from Hanson to Lee and you have two two players who have caught a lot and have been all conference performers and then two very talented youngsters in Jocelyn Erickson who is a left-handed catcher so that's a little bit different and um it's just they're really good they're, they're really good at that position but I would I would assume that Lee the catchers we'll, we'll go in depth on it coming up at 10 am with our softball preview that's that's kind of what I'm what I'm looking forward to um a couple of other basketball takes here I, I'm glad that we got all clarification on Tanner Groves being the only one gone. But that's not good news for some of you out there on the Air Comfort Solutions (laughs) text line, 405-651-3439. Dan writes, in the case of this team, players returning for next year isn't necessarily a good thing. Way to look at the positive side of things, Dan. The 918 writes, Jacob Groves will be one of our best players next year if he sticks around. Okay. is Kevin Henry, do you agree with that? on the super-secret Dextosa line. Uh, and then one more quick one here for the nine one eight. Unfortunately, the team season is over with no tournament. I say let's give Cortez, Owe, Bamasil, and Schroeder more playing time to work out mistakes and gain confidence for next season. I don't think any coach taps out on a year, but may- maybe in seeing Bamasil it was kind of a, well, you know what, What do we have to lose type of a mindset, right? Maybe that's where we are. Um, We'll have more of it coming up next. Big days in trade. uh, Big day of trades in the NBA. Uh, Russell Westbrook is now a Utah Jazz, but more importantly, Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun. We'll talk about that. i have got a softball preview coming up and more basketball talk from last night after OU falls to Baylor next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. At 10 a.m. this morning, we'll go through and give you a – Kind of a nice little 15-minute snapshot preview on what to expect from Sooner softball. You'll hear from Coach Gasso. Uh, you'll hear from Jen Rocha, you'll hear from JT, just to kind of give you an idea of, you know, what what to expect, who's coming back, maybe the new birds—is that a thing? The newbies and kind of where they fit in. So that's coming up in about 10 minutes from now. Um, in the meantime, I've I've really enjoyed some of the reaction to the basketball game last night on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Uh, here's what Bamasil, Otega, Uzon, Sherfield, and Jalen Hill, and leave them in 75% of the game, and that's the most athletic team OU has. They give us the best chance to win. We have no height, uh, no height anyhow. Do we keep trying to put slow bigs out there? Tanner just gets pushed around. I, I kind of thought Tanner was okay at times last night. I, and I understand that, you know, Toby talks about this a lot, Josh, and I think it's a fair point. We'll find certain people that um you just decide they're the problem, and 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 maybe they're having issues. I'm not trying to tell you that Tanner Groves is incredible, but you find people and it's just, you know, regardless of what happens, Brady Manick shouldn't be on the court. Regardless of what happens, I do not want to see, um, another at bat for this player. I don't want to see this player in the circle or how, why do they keep hitting, you know, it's, it goes across every single sport. Why do they keep throwing it to this guy? Well, we got so and so over there. So I, I, man, I understand. I completely understand and I get where you're coming from and I'm not picking on you because your idea of that lineup of Bamasil, Otega, uh, Uza, Sherfield and Jalen Hill, it definitely would be the most athletic out there, but, aren't we just a couple of games removed from watching Oklahoma State just throwing over the top of us all night long? So how does that help us against the Cowboys? How does that help Oklahoma whenever they have to deal with some of the bigs that – and I know Kansas doesn't necessarily have bigs, but um, that, that Baylor had thrown up there at times last night that you've seen from Kansas State. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like that idea, though, Josh, don't you? Just throwing those guys out there and watching them cook?
1: I mean – You you might as well try it for a little bit, right?
0: Why not, right? Why not? Uh, All right, it is – oh, it's 10 a.m. already. All right, let's dive into a softball preview next. We'll get you some takes on what we've learned and what we've saw from the Sooner softball team in advance of their first pitch today at 6 p.m. right here on The Ref.